It's time for the Cross Politic Weekly Wrap yes, Up. It is. <laughs> so close. He tried. <laughs> it's a little longer. He, yeah. he dropped us a double to 16. Not, not that, a eight. Yeah, this one's a little. Last Friday, we watched a Florida representative try to launch her own presidential campaign by denouncing Ron DeSantis' blatant racism and white supremacy <laughs> by canceling an AP Black History course that was teaching queer theory. DeSantis has also banned pornographic books in Florida, and at least one teacher announced on one news station that he had to cover up a whole shelf of books in his classroom. And we were all wondering, what kind of books has he got under there? I still want to know. Please check in on that. On Monday, we covered uh, Tyree Nicole's beating and death, and we discussed principles of biblical justice, the necessity of getting all the facts, two or three Mm. witnesses, and the difference between accidental manslaughter and intentional murder. Intentional murder requires the death penalty, but accidental Accidental death does not. We also watched some of the immediate responses to Nicole's death, including one pastor who said that this death was yet another proof of systemic white supremacy. Mm. <laughs> we also pointed to KFC white meat and chicken tenders as proof of pervasive white supremacy. That might in be true, America. <laughs> that, that might that, be true. You too. Oh, on Tuesday we had the great cross politics showdown discussing <laughs> and debating the Stephen Crowder versus Daily Wire brouhaha. You got to go back and listen to that show. I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought our discussion of those events was the most even-handed, biblically based, non-biased, or sensational takedown of the whole thing. That's kind of biased. It's still of you. not over. We My still, yeah. favorite part of the show was when Gabe. Got got down on his knees and proclaimed that Knox and I were right about everything. You remember that part? No. Okay. Uh, on Wednesday, we got to break national news about yeah. Gabe's federal oh, lawsuit yeah, we did. against the city of Moscow officials who wrongfully arrested and detained him and yeah. Sean and Rachel Bonet back in 2020 yep. during a psalm sing protest. If you missed that show, go back and watch it. You don't want to miss it. We talked to Gabe's lawyer. Turns out the goobers who wrote the masking law explicitly exempted First Amendment protests. But when those protests did not include burning down police stations or shoplifting, the same goobers ordered the police chief to start arresting people for singing psalms outside of City Hall. It's true. It's true. But it's true. That was illegal. And the judge said so. And we're very grateful to God for the vindication. And we'd encourage you to keep praying for the outcome of the settlement that remains to be done. Pray for justice in the settlement, the kind of justice that would truly do biblical restitution and teach our city an important lesson, protecting our neighbors. First Mm. Amendment rights in the future. We want this for our neighbors. We want their First Amendment rights to be protected. Yesterday, we talked about biblical justice again, discussing DeSantis' tax cuts for families and children and pets, and Matt Walsh's recent claim that if we want to have nice cities, we need to start executing drug dealers like they do in Singapore. (laughs) When we asked Walsh what standard he was working with, he said he thought the best way to know was to imagine what the Pope would never rap about. So he thought caning was probably a just punishment for doing drugs since Pope Francis doesn't rap about canning. Caning. But when we pointed out that or canning. Francis doesn't rap about anything, <laughs> Matt just shrugged and said, well, I guess anything goes. So for the wrap-up today, I want to leave you with the exhortation that actually fits wonderfully with what we were just talking about, to ground everything you do and think That's right. in God's word. That's your microchip. Our job is to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of the living God. But how do we do that? Not with our own other lofty imaginations, right-wing lofty imaginations, not with other knowledge that is somehow independent of God, even so-called conservative knowledge. 
The text tells us what to do. We do it by taking captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. Mm. We want our thoughts captive to Jesus. Every thought must obey Jesus. Jesus is Lord of all. And so we want every thought about policing to surrender to Jesus. We want every thought about education surrender to Jesus. We want every thought about economic policy and judicial policy and Amen. foreign policy and education yes. policy to be taken captive to obey Jesus Christ. He's Lord of every area of life. He's Lord of our minds, yep. of all our thoughts. And so we want to obey him in every area of life and all that we do or think. So do not think or act based on your feelings, mm. fear, love, anxiety, whatever. Do not think and act based on what the bad guys are doing. Mm. Don't be reactive. Rather, think and act based on the word of God. What does your captain say? What does King Jesus command of you? That's right. We are his servants. We are his soldiers. If we obey him, then we are walking with him. And if we are walking with him, nothing can separate us from his love. His blessing is upon us and upon our families. And whether we live or die, whether we succeed or fail at this or that particular venture, his blessing is upon us. And either we win or win. So search the scriptures and obey what they say. Every day. Mm. Amen, Toby. Man, this was a busy week. It was. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm celebrating so much. You know, I was just thinking. Not going to lie. Could the city council make a law that would violate your first amendment rights? No, they can't. That's, that's why but this they victory is so important. they put one in there, but they can't make one against it either, I think right? they would try. I think they came back and actually tried to pass another law, but they, they yeah, took that, um, they did. that exemption out. They did yeah. have that exemption, which is like, yeah. but first amendment. That should be part of the settlement. Yeah, yeah. take that law <laughs> they back out. Strip yeah. that. Praise God. All right. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until Monday, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Struggling to catechize your kids? Is just reading a question and waiting for an answer not engaging enough? Wish there was a better way to train up your children? Now there is. Question 1. What is the chief end of man? Answer. Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. I talk to families about NSA, I'm almost always asked, what do our graduates do? The short answer is that NSA grads end up in a wide variety of disciplines, founders of businesses, filmmakers and producers, doctors, writers, marketers, financial experts, lawyers, teachers, pastors, consultants, software developers, and more. And it's a good question, but there is something that we need to talk about when it comes to this question. It shows how much our society has bought into the idea that a college degree is primarily about certifying you for a particular job. A college education ought to reach far higher than mere job training. The original goal of higher ed was to train, shape, and prepare our young people to be cultural leaders wherever they go, no matter what career they land in. Think of it like this. The historic liberal arts student, the student we are cultivating at NSA, 
is a mechanic for maintaining a just, equitable, and free society. The question I would ask you is, does our society need such mechanics today? Would this graduate have lots of work to do? Well, yes, an overwhelming amount of work. Today we live in a society that is falling apart largely because we stopped equipping our students with the know-how they need to build, preserve, and fight for our freedoms, culture, and society. If your son or daughter faithfully pursues this type of education, it means that they will always have plenty of productive, fruitful work to do because there are just so few people being prepared in this way. Think of any organization, a business, a nonprofit, a local government. What do they need? People. In particular, they need people who are equipped to problem solve, communicate, think outside the box, work well with the team, all while being moral and ethical. Students trained in the liberal arts are equipped in these areas, making them highly employable. Employment for the Christian goes far beyond landing a job as a coder and has more to do with being a leader if you end up coding. Over the centuries, liberal arts graduates have taken on countless critical leadership roles in a wide range of industries, becoming professors, pastors, writers, politicians, legal experts, and founders of businesses. Such leaders forged our nation. And beyond their day jobs, such people go on to do really important work like building schools, churches, and other key organizations that serve as places of refuge and strength in a broken land. Even more importantly, they go on to start strong families and raise the next generation of saints. The result of such education is dynamic communities centered around worshiping the triune God and enjoying Him forever. The switch from viewing college education as mere job training to that higher calling of leadership building is a serious paradigm shift. But the more I see our graduates go out and build, both here in Moscow and in the world at large, the more I see the long-term fruit of this orientation shift. For decades, the American college campus has been the battleground upon which the church lost the next generation. We send our kids away to college, and they come back with their faith destroyed, and their allegiance is converted to woke ideologies. But it doesn't have to be like this. College can be the culmination of our children's Christian education, where their love of God is strengthened. Here, they are given the tools not only to follow in the footsteps of their ancestors, but to stand on the shoulders of their forebears and to rebuild the walls of Christendom. For this reason, New St. Andrews was founded, and for this reason, we continue to gift our students with the liberal arts so they can reach their higher callings. To learn more, visit the link in this post, and as always, I'd love to chat if you want to learn more.